another episode black culture podcast i am your co-host price is my partner the willie ashford uh first off before we get started we got a great topic for y'all tonight but we want to say thank you for all your support all your love throughout throughout the past year um and if you haven't already make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit the little bell icon so you can get notified when we drop new stuff and if you haven't already subscribed to iheart apple uh Spotify and Google, make sure you hit those uh, subscribe buttons too. That way you can listen to us anywhere you go, anywhere where you have a phone. Um, but let's hop into the topic for tonight because it's a really interesting one. It's something that you and I have been talking about for a while, really. And we know the answer before, before we get to the answer. Let's talk about what it is. So, you know, we're, we're both Browns fans. And so this well, actually, as of today, this weekend, our Browns were supposed to play on Saturday, but because of so many positive COVID cases, they actually moved the game to Monday because they need a certain amount of time before someone tests, before someone has to test negative so that they can clear, so that they can be able to get back out on the football field. Same thing goes in, same thing goes on in the NBA. But what's interesting about that, especially when it comes to the NFL where somebody's getting hurt every single game is that you can get tested positive for COVID have no symptoms whatsoever, but you can't play, but you can have a broken leg, torn Achilles, dislocated shoulder. And all you need to do is go see the doctor. He going to hook you up and you get right back out there on the field. All, all, all you got to do is say, look, I feel good enough to play. And they're going to let you go right, right back out there. So I just find it interesting and, you know, not to knock COVID and say it's not serious or whatnot, but we think injuries are also serious too. So why do you think that you can test positive or something when you have no symptoms, it doesn't impair you in any way. It just says you tested positive, right? Because I don't ever remember this happening in the past every year's flu season. Somebody can have the flu you know they can go out there and play with the with the flu but all of a sudden you test positive for covid versus having an injury there's a disparity between that why do you think that is yeah i want to um piggyback off and lead off to what you said like i'm not saying that we don't think covid is serious because when I say, man, that thing hitting close to home now, it really is. So oh, absolutely. say some prayers for the family over this way. But let's get back to the NFL, man. Money. It all comes down to money because, man, you're not familiar, man. The Browns had like 20-plus players that was possibly out. So in all due respect to all the athletes, my whole question was, at what point do the NFL consider, you know, the product they're putting out on the field? Because let's be honest, man, it's a reason why this game is on Saturday. This is the beginning of the bowl season where not too many people really watch bowls. So really the only good game is NFL. It's a reason why the NFL specifically started Saturday games this weekend because really no basketball in prime time, really no college football no major bowl game. So everybody's going to be locked in come 4.30, 4 o'clock to watch the NFL. Raiders fans, Browns fans, those are two of the historic fan bases in NFL history. You want to talk about the Raiders and the Cleveland Browns. The numbers will be there. So there's a reason why it's the leadoff. 
So the fact that like they would even put a product out there and not even care about who's playing. But I want to give credit to Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys because he had had to set out uh, a couple games a few weeks ago. He wasn't vaccinated. And he had put it on Twitter. And some people, you know, Twitter heads came at him. He was like, man, I don't understand why. Because he had tested positive, like a lot of people on the Browns. They're like, yo, we're fine. Like, we can play. I don't have any symptoms. And he said, why is it that we get injured, you guys shoot us up, we go out there and play, but yet we test positive for COVID. We have no symptoms. We're feeling fine. No fevers, no nothing. We can go play, but yet we can't play. And to me, I look at it like this. To me, the NFL versus the NBA, NBA has their own issues. I think the NBA, to me, <clears throat> handles theirs better. This just shows you, as far as communicating with the players, as far as, like, being a player's league, dude, the NBA remains head and shoulders above the NFL. The NFL, to me, like, don't get me wrong. Every corporation is about dollars. Let's, okay? But at least the NBA, to me, they even if they don't have a plan, they're good at making you think they have a plan. The NFL, you just sit back and look like, yo, what are they doing? Like, it's a 53-man roster. 30 players are out with COVID. Like, and not to mention, getting players off the street, that's player endangerment too. Because let's say they call Price, right? Hey, Price, it's Friday. We need you to suit up and play tomorrow. So I'm off the street. Yes, I've been training this day and the third. But you know, like, training for, like, to get a tryout compared to training for actual game action, no, that's totally different. So now you're putting other people at risk, too. So it's like, it was just the NFL during these moments where, hey, it don't matter who it is, get them out there. We got these TV deals. We got these collective bargaining agreement. We got to pay these bills. We need a product. So the fact that the players union, oh, I'm going to say this, how slick they try to be. I'm going to say this. I'm going to push it back to you. The COVID pro- um, protocols was you got to test before practice. You got to test after practice. The Browns had already had an outbreak. So the NFL tells the Browns yesterday, hey, you guys don't have to test before practice. Why? Because you already have an outbreak. They know it's going to be more tests. So we don't want any more numbers to go up because we got this game on Saturday. So don't test. But after practice, they tested and some more players that had practice tested positive. So J.C. Treader, ahead of Players Union, to me, salute to him. He was like, yo, why are we doing this? That's not what we'd agreed to in the collective bargaining agreement. That's not what the players in the union agreed to. We're supposed to test before and after practice. But again, the NFL caring about themselves. They say they care about player safety. They didn't want those results to go back up. And what happened, Bryce? The results went right back up. Oh, and, instead of, and instead of just postponing the game from the get-go from the beginning, and, and having this dream drag along, all it did was show how lost and how behind the NFL still is, and their minds are only on one thing, the almighty dollar. Oh, yeah. And just to piggyback off that, you know, because they played in empty stadiums last year. So it was pretty much inevitable that once yeah. you let start letting fans back in the stand, this goes for the NFL and NBA. Once you start letting fans back in, there's going to be an outbreak. And I think this week it was like seven teams that had a big outbreak. And just to go into the point you just said, as far as it is all about the almighty dollar, right? So of course, man. 
NFL stadiums seat anywhere between 50 to 100,000 people, right? On average, let's just say average 75,000, right? There is no mandate to go to those games. You don't have to present a negative COVID test to go to those games. If they really cared about- We've been to a couple, we know. Right, exactly. If you, if they really care, they would have did the same thing they did last year and said, no fans. That is Not literally- to you got people high-fiving in games in each other's faces. They don't give a damn. Man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, like, look, it's, all, it's always going to be about the money, but I want to take it further. If the government wanted to say, in order for you guys to play, no fans, you're going to have to require this, blah, 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 because they're doing it for other corporations. They're making other corporations say, your employees have to be vaccinated. Your employee, in order to fly from state to state, I don't know if it's like that for NFL players. I'm guessing airlines are going to make them have a mandate. I know a couple, well, not a couple, probably a few teams have their own jets. So I don't know what the restrictions are for, for that. But in order to just to fly with in this country, we ain't even talking about going outside of the country. You got to present a negative test. But in the NFL and NBA, if you're a fan and you want to go see and watch your team play amongst thousands of people, there is no restriction. So what do you think is going to happen to the players? Right. And I'm not saying that it came from the players because it could have happened in the locker room because at, at halftime, before the game, after the game, you got all kinds of people in and out of that locker room. So I kind of expected this to happen. But the fact that it took them this long to want to say, OK, let's postpone a game. Come on, man. <laughs> I think in the future, though, too, to solve these problems like this in the NFL, you know, they say in sports and all sports, you know, they claim the brotherhood. In the NBA, I think you see more of the example of a brotherhood. And to me, a brotherhood meaning everybody's on the same page. I think in NFL, because you have no um, – everybody's on such a different pay scale in NFL, right? So, Price, you may be able to miss a game check. I may not be able to. So, it's kind of it's yeah. kind of different, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like I just think the day the NFL – the NFL has to become a player's league. Because the players know what they're talking about. Like, I agree. Like, yo, yeah, I tested, but I have no symptoms. Now, if you do, you got symptoms, you got a temperature, this, that, third. All right, go bubble up. But if you ain't got no symptoms, man, let, let them play, man. Bro, Listen, that, man. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead and finish what you were saying. But I was just saying, like, I think that's the thing we got to – they got to come on – they got to come on the same page with their players, man. The players are the ones that – they're actually out there doing it. So maybe listening to them may be best for their business. Yeah. And and you just said one thing, I'm gonna say this and, and we can move on, is the pay scale. Why isn't there money guaranteed? That's arguably the most dangerous sport we have. Why isn't there money guaranteed? So if I miss a game mm -hmm. due to COVID, are you telling me that my money that I'm not gonna get paid for that? Like, are you are you serious? Come on, man. Like, those are amongst the many changes that need to happen in the NFL. But, um, yeah, bro, Let, let's talk about, I believe his name is Travis Hunter and uh, Jackson State. I know you wanted to get into that. Yeah, man. So, first off, man, if you haven't already, we got an episode out talking about Deion Sanders. 
and how he brought um the young lady Brittany Renner in to school the young boys. So listen, man, Deion Sanders did it again. Uh, he stole the number one recruit from Power Five schools, man. And listen, uh, Allegedly. Yeah, let's not use let's not <laughs> use the word stole. Okay. Um Price and I are we are proud Ohio State fans. We are, we are, we are, but we are culture to the day we die. So we are all for HBCU kids, you know, kids going to HBCU. <clears throat> Listen, man, we talk about this all the time. People, you know, criticize this move, but all it takes is one. All it takes is one. And I think me and you talked about this in the past. All you need is a few of the top recruits to go to HBCUs and you'll see, you'll see a trickle-down effect. And I think the key, the key here, let's not make any mistake about it. I think right now, and I think uh, Hugh Jackson, he actually just became the head coach at Gremlin. And I think getting these NFL-proven players and coaches that have played in the league, right, that has been in the league, Deion Sanders has a gold jacket. Love Nick Saban, love Ryan Day. They can't bring a gold jacket to a, to a living room and say, hey, listen, I've been where you're trying to go. I, I'm not just a coach on the sideline. I've literally been in the trenches. I know what it takes. Deion Sanders is a person that had the same upbringing as you and I. So he knows what it's like to come from a small city, make it to the top. He like, so first off, when Deion Sanders steps in your, your living room, he's speaking your language. That hits different when it's a coach that's speaking your language versus a coach that speaking from corporate he you know what i'm saying so i shout out to it and i think it's going to be a trick it down effect a trick it down effect because now man listen and even now you see the reports that they offered him a million dollars and all of that like no and i like what Deion sanders said don't quote me i'm gonna find a quote but he said y'all mad because we take it back what's ours and when I read it, like, I don't know, man, I just felt different when I read it. Like, like yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Like, Ohio State, Alabama, you are not the only one that can get top talent. And I'm telling you what's going to happen. People are worried about – I'm going to say this and I'm going I'm to sit down. I heard somebody say they brought up – I think it was Channing off the of IM Athlete. He brought up they don't have the top facilities. Let me tell you something, right? Most of the top recruits, a lot of them don't come from big high schools. They come from public schools. You think public schools got the top equipment? No, they got regular weights. And those weights were just fine getting them to become a number of recruits. So why in the hell would a different facility with different workout equipment or whatever resources you claim is going to make them even better? No, to me, it comes down to want. It comes down to will. If you got the will, it don't matter where you work out at. Don't matter if you work out at the YMCA. Don't matter if you work out at a top recreation center. If you putting in that work, the results gonna show. So to me, you about to see a whole bunch of kids start doing that. Shout out to Prime once again, man. Man, I think you predicted it. To be honest with you, you said this. I think it was last year or the year before. You was like, um, you know, you gonna start seeing a lot of kids go to H HBCUs because a lot of light has been brought to them. Look, the reason mm -hmm. why those schools have some of the top equipment is because they got money i mean that's it at the end of the day but look how look how long they've been funded whereas hbcus and i was one of the things with biden because he cut funding billions in funding to hbcus i think it was around 30 billion or something like that that, that he cut with, with this bill that he just passed but it's like 
at the end of the day, the things that Channing was talking about is really just money. And mm-hmm. Deion Sanders said it best. He said, why can't HBCUs get primetime play on television? Yeah. He said, why can't HBCUs get those big time endorsement deals? So you got a lot of those like D D one, um, you know, top, top tier fo- football programs. And this is even on a high school level too, not just in college. They're funded by Nike and Gatorade and all these big corporations where they can buy the best equipment. They can hire the best trainers. They can have the best facilities. They can have the best housing for the players. It's almost like going to um, an actual training facility but it just happens to be a part of a college, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then of course they're getting primetime play, getting the, getting part of these massive TV deals. Look, Ohio State makes over a hundred million dollars just in television, just in television. That's does that doesn't include game sales, that doesn't include merch, that doesn't include sponsorships. That's just TV. So yeah, you can pay a coach seven million dollars a year. You can pay a, a assistant coaches five hundred thousand eight hundred thousand dollars a year every single last one of them you can have the top training you can have the top dietitians what Deion Sanders is doing and this is my point all we got to do is be patient and it's not just he's just the face of it he's bringing that recognition to it and um something you said earlier he speaks the language right so it matters a lot And and I want everybody to listen to this when most kids who come from nothing, who look like me and Willie, get offered a scholarship at a top top tier school because he can run, he can throw, he can shoot, he can jump, whatever. The main thing he's thinking about is getting him and his family out the hood. That is the main thing he's thinking about. But when you got somebody, like you said, Willie, who's been there and done it and who's came from that exact place that they came from and he's saying look son you can go this route and i'm not gonna hold it against you or you can go this route and what if you go into the hbcu route it's going to open doors for all the young black men coming behind you yeah not just for you and that is a that is a language that i can guarantee you the nick sabans the ryan days the other coaches um from big 10 big 12 schools they're not speaking to these these you know um and there's a lot more we can say about the topic but we really just want to give coach prime his flowers because he said what he was going to do like he's doing it man that's what they don't like he he said something on i am athlete and i'll and i'll end with this he was talking about how you have the combine and he was talking about how usually only the kids from the power five schools really get access to that. He said, man, I can make a call right now and I can say it's a three-star, four-star recruit. I don't care what school he comes from. That all comes from recommendation. And he said, "I, I, I know all of the angles and that's one of the benefit of having somebody like if you a great college coach, which you have some great coaches, regardless of what color they are, you can be a great college coach. 
man. But that does not mean, and you know, you know who I'm talking about. But that does not mean you're gonna go to the NFL and make a splash. You're gonna find your ass right back in college. Yeah. You got somebody who was a great player, went to the league, and is coming backwards. That speaks volumes. That speaks a lot, and that that just goes to show how much he actually cares about those kids because Coach Prime can be doing anything else right now. Man, this is what I – and I'm going to end with these two things because I want you to uh, touch on this really quick. Man, I can see Prime starting an HBCU combine. You know how many connections black coaches, executives, Deion Sanders probably have connections with NFL. They can say, hey, we got a combine over here. You, you know what? You know what? I'm glad you said that. He said he didn't want to do that because he was about to. He said he didn't want to do that because he wanted it to be recognized on the same page mm, okay. with all the other combines. And he said, once I separate them, they're going to treat us different. And he you said, right. they're you know what? Yeah. already doing that. He didn't want that. Now he said he believes that they're worthy to be included with all the other with the official combines and not just it being an HB. So yeah, to, to your point, he said that he was going to do it, but he decided against it. Okay. Cause we've seen some dudes that came from power five schools that we know doggone well, bro. You only got drafted there because of oh, absolutely. the school, the name of the school. You, yeah, you listen, man. And I, and I'm gonna end with this, man. Cause it's a double standard that a lot of people bring up. They try to point out the benefits of going to a Power Five school versus the HBCU school. HBCU, HBCU, right? But listen, they don't say that about people that come from um, North Dakota State or whatever. They didn't say that about Trey Lance when he came out of there. They didn't say that about Carson Wentz when he came out of a small school. It's only the HBCUs that they try to say, they try to compare and say it's a disadvantage. But if a kid goes to North Dakota State or whatever, or another small college that's not considered an HBCU, they don't start doing that. It's just fine. Right. It's not. It's, look right. how much of a big deal they made out of it that this kid decided right. to go to Jackson State. They don't do that when kids decide to go to South Dakota State or other colleges like that. Right. And and just to that point, you said it's funny. One thing I just thought about. You said HBCU, which stands for Historically Black College University. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many HWCUs there are in this country? Come on, man. So here's a fun fact. A lot of people don't know the the Ivy League is originally football. That's what it stands for. It's uh, it, it, Well, it's now athletic, but that's where football started with the Ivy League. Before it even became professional sports. Before there was an NFL, there was the Ivy League. And it was eight colleges all on the East Coast. And that is where football really got its recognition. Now, those eight schools happen to be some of the be- most prestigious schools in the world. But Harvard is literally the oldest higher education center of learning in the country. Why don't they call that an HWCU? Yeah, they did it to <laughs> differentiate, right? Yeah. So, but if a kid goes to Harvard, which is definitely not known for being a top tier football school, right? We know Harvard is not a power five ranking type school, right? But if a kid goes to Harvard, they don't make a big deal about that when it comes to them playing football. No, man. Right? And and I don't know really, but when's the last time you heard of somebody going pro coming, like playing football, coming out of the Ivy League? No. 
You know what I'm saying? But yeah. how many how many Hall of Famers do you have coming out of HBCUs? Listen, man, you know what I like, like you said, man, if you balling, the booster is going to go wherever the talent at. It's just like in the NBA, if you take, let's say the Cavs, right, before they got LeBron, nobody was watching Cavs game. They weren't actually televised. But the day they got LeBron, they got Kyrie, they got Kellen Love, you couldn't turn on the game without them being nationally televised. Listen, once the challenge starts going there. Shout out to the Cavs. Yeah, shout out to them, man. Once the once the the, the talent start going there, at the end of the day, where's the money going to go? Where the talent at? They don't care if it's a high school, a shack in the back alley. If it's talent there and there's money to be made, guess what? They're going to be there. So like you said, it takes time. Yeah, and and we'll, we'll end with this. So they interviewed Nick Saban about Coach Prime and him getting the number one recruit. He's like, man, I know Dion. He's a good dude. He's a good coach, and he was a great player he said i'm not speaking on that um but one thing that i do know is that he's gonna keep doing what he do you know yeah. what i mean and and at the at the end of the day it's really time for it man if you want to see it like we we always talk about change the change starts at the bottom it doesn't start at the top so we we talk about a lot on the show we talk about everything from um relationships, parenting, group economics, um, black excellence, et cetera, et cetera. But one thing that we actually haven't talked a whole, whole lot about is or are HBCUs, which not just football players, not just athletes, but HBCUs, I'm talking about professionals. A lot of these HBCUs I don't know if you heard this before. Regardless of what college you go to, it's it's really the teaching and the connections that you meet. But for the most part, you're learning the same thing. Some colleges have better programs in this field of study, et cetera, et cetera. But I remember a guy telling me, he said, man, they send the same people to recruit at Morehouse that they do at Harvard. And I'm talking about Goldman Sachs. Um, the top banks in the country, the top technology firms, like they're sending the same scouts that they go to these elite private institutions to HBCUs. There is a lot of top tier talent in corporate America that came out of HBCUs. A ton of it. There's a lot of talent in Hollywood that came out of HBCUs from Sam Jackson to Spike Lee, Martin Luther King Jr. went to an H HBCU. You know what I mean? So let's stop looking at HBCUs. And this is just a challenge to all of us as if they're second rate. The moment we start looking at them as their top tier schools, they will be. Yeah, man. Great topic. Great discussion as always, man. Listen, listen, listen. First off, man, shout out to Dion. Shout out to Eddie George. I think Eddie George is at Tennessee State. I think so. He's out there. Um, Hugh Jackson, Coach Hugh Jackson, just got hired at Grambling. Um, we know how they get down. So shout out to all these former NFL head coaches, former NFL players that's changing the culture. Man, listen, if you haven't already, go ahead, like, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at the Black Culture Podcast. Go ahead and um, give us a five-star rating. You can stream us on Apple, iHeart, Google, Spotify. We got episodes on there. Um, 
I think I touched everything. Did I touch everything? I want to make sure I ain't missing that. Yeah, man. And and look, y'all. Um, first off, happy holidays to everybody. Absolutely. And uh, you know, we are in the season of giving. We want to grow our podcast, and you can help us do that a couple of ways. Number one, you can obviously share it with friends, family, social media, et cetera, et cetera. It's the season of giving. If you feel so in, inclined to give, um, please do that via our cash app. But also leave a comment. Leave a comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us what topics you want us to hit on next. And uh, if we don't see you guys um, before the year is out, which we got something special planned before the end of the year, um, we want to wish everyone a happy, healthy, and safe holiday season.